Old Gold Club. Powered by Blythe Group. With Mikey Burrows and Chris Iwalumo. Get on. I've got all day. Don't worry about it. Yeah, are you ready? Just get on with your phone. All right. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. okay. You carry on. So we'll wait. Right. We'll talk. Honestly, right. it's not as if we like yeah. been away all yeah. summer yeah. and we've just come yeah. back ready to do this first podcast yeah. you know I mean? of season two of the Old Gold Club. Steve Ball's here ready. I know. I'm ready. Are we recording there? Yeah, exactly. Trying to get yeah, yeah, we're recording. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is staying in. Already. No problem. <laughs> this is staying <laughs> in. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take out the bet that you've just put the the. Well, no, because on. I, I, I like the fact that we're gonna. I like the fact that we're gonna start where it's not me coming for you. It was Steve Ball, <laughs> no, and no one can go back on Steve Ball, so <laughs> no, it's absolutely fine. You can, you can, you can, you can. He will do. Yeah, he probably will do over the course of the next bit. Um, hello there, everybody. By the way, we're back. Yeah, we're back for season two. Some tough contractual negotiations, but we're here. And we're ready. And I'm Mikey Burrows. He's Chris Wellamo. And as you already heard, we decided that we're going to start off season two in the biggest way possible with Oof. the legend, the goat of Wolverhampton. The goat. What yeah. are you trying to say? The goat. <laughs> the greatest of all I've time. I've been called some things in my past, but a goat. The goat. The greatest of all time. Okay, all right. I'll get over that then. All, all right, right. I won't call you the goat then. Can I just say something like you know, Donkey. Like, okay. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> no, no. Con, uh, contractual negotiations was, it, was the t-shirt involved in that as well because oh, I, I never I never got the so t-shirt if you see, saying, like, it'd be nice for me to have a wee old gold club t-shirt as well so basically uh, well, was, so, we did a show live at the Wolverhampton Grand Theatre this summer Bully yeah. I know you were invited but you had a, a holiday to get to I, I than, do apologise on the beach yeah. <laughs> coming yeah. to coming to see us yeah I don't blame you to I'm be honest I'm trying to get you, a plane back trust me yeah man and as part of the show Bully I had some T-shirts made by an uh, absolute legend of a guy called Paul Maskey, who's a big Wolves fan. And um, this is the one. So people will see it on the video that we're wearing. It's my Raul Jimenez T-shirt, okay. Si Senor. I thought, because, you know, you're both strikers and, yeah. you know, I'm going to represent for Raul the current generation. So, okay. And he got a polo shirt, right, which is a bit fancier than a T-shirt. Yeah, okay. Which one of our boys, Tom, is wearing at the minute. They were on sale in the club shop. I think they've sold out, actually. Nice. No, I think they've sold out. Fantastic. Um, and well, he's well, now well, complaining well, that he mine? didn't... Well, you don't need free stuff. Where's you mine? get, you oh, get enough you know stuff. I, mean? I agree. I, I agree. So when you spoke to this Wolves fan who does the T-shirts... Yeah. Paul Maskew. Thanks, Paul. Paul, uh, you just said, I need some T-shirts. Are we a team? Is this a... Is it you just had you? a T-shirt. You had a polo shirt. Sorry. Yeah, but where's my T-shirt? I want to, I want to represent the, the strikers of today as well. Yeah, but you don't, because you're a striker of the past. Yeah, but can I not give my support? I've, I've got great uh, feelings towards the, the main man himself. Yeah. Can well, I not do that? You never give me an opportunity. There is no I in team. <laughs> Funny enough. Says, I, I, you know what I mean? Says, I, the man, says the man who's just been talking about how annoyed he was if he wasn't scored. Funny enough, I said that to the, the missus the other day, and she pulled out some some meme that, that, that uh, had the I in team. Yeah. It's actually in the A, you know, the, the dot and... I thought, all right, there you go. Smart ass. That's because oh. he's whipped, though, isn't it? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh. Baby, so make because I can come for you. Mate, if you go this. <laughs> yeah. You had breakfast this morning, make it. You know, watch what you, you know, Strikers stick together, you know. Yeah, I've heard that. Ex strikers. Strikers union, defenders union, you all stick together no matter what position you played. Um, but yeah, we did the old Gold Club live. Uh, I think it was near 600 people yeah, at the Grand Theatre. It was an incredible night, yeah. honestly. Um, 
I, I genuinely was like kind of weirdly emotional at the end because we built up to it and I never thought anyone would come bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Well, just because we sit in this room and as you can plainly see, talk nonsense for a bit. Oh, well, well, well. <laughs> and the fact that people willingly you paid do. money. Yeah. You do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, I talk nonsense. He talks less nonsense than I do. Kind of a bit of theatre. <laughs> but the fact that people willingly paid money to come out on a Friday night yeah, yeah. to hear yeah. me talk nonsense well, and to see him. talking nonsense. They want, your, they want your inside into walls and, all, and the players and all that. I've got no inside body, you know that full well. Well, okay. Um, but yeah, it was, honestly, I thought it was great. You enjoy uh, it? Yeah, I did. Again, really out your your comfort zone, but you've been very modest, I think. Mikey, yeah. for, for me, is probably one of the best at, uh, at what he does uh, and how he, he helped the crowd. Yeah. He had them exactly where no. he wanted them to. And, you know what I mean? I think you need to give the, the, the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes that, that the team and, and Mikey do, It's it's been excellent. Yeah. So, it makes it a lot easier for me just to turn up and, uh, yeah, and give it the big end, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's, that's enough now. That's, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, don't, 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 don't big me up at all. Um, the the best part of it was, and if people can go back and listen to it, yeah. Um, it's a, we all put we put up a, a slightly edited version uh, as a podcast, okay. Because as you can imagine, there was some Same rudeness words in there. And rudeness in there yeah, yeah, and a lot of it came from Alex Ray. Ah, uh, was it okay? Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, all right, okay. Who's, Good little man who yeah. was very popular on the night, but we had Brilliant. to edit out large. Chunks of most <laughs> yeah. of what he said uh, to be able to put it out as a podcast, um, but it is there available to listen to as are all the episodes from last season as well. So that was our summer. Yeah, you had a pretty busy summer. You've been living it yeah. up in China with the club. I wouldn't say living it up, uh, but it was a it was a fantastic experience. Uh, I wouldn't run back there again. I wouldn't run back there. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Honestly. I had about four days, I was starving, I was eating my fingers. I'm going, <laughs> what can I eat? <laughs> Chicken's feet and eyes and everything. Oh, no, 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 no. So, but it, it, was, it was good. It's, uh, I think the club went out there to do a job and they did it on the pitch and off the pitch. Yeah. Uh, the media side, the openings, the, the fashion show, the beer festival. They got wolves out there and that's what they needed to do. And uh, I'm glad I was part of it. It was, it was good to be a part of it. What do you think about, obviously, that whole... The, doing the job on the pitch but the business side of it as well that is yeah. part and parcel of football today but it's changed so much from, from your time hasn't it? Yeah there was hardly, hardly nobody on the on the sidelines with us when we played you know there's only a secretary and a manager and that was it there yeah. not many people there but here you've got tens and thousands of staff here who I don't even know the different jobs all other place but the club need it now yeah. the club need it to uh, keep up with the Joneses if you know what I mean to keep up yeah. with the, the Chelsea's Tottenham's Arsenal we need that we need all the technology we need all the people to help and uh, they all did a good job out there I must say they all did a good and I, I did send them a text at the end from your vice president you've all done a great job you know, pat yourself yeah. on the back and I, I sent them all the text at the end because I thought they all worked well is it weird like because you, when you walk around Wolverhampton obviously everybody knows who you are and you, I imagine you can't really go anywhere without people going alright Bolly <laughs> is it weird when you're in China and there are people coming up to you still going, you're Steve Ball. Yeah, yeah. When we first got there, you know, we, we, we got there before the players got there. And uh, we got to the hotel. There's a couple of uh, I mean, people there showing us what to do, where to go, what's going on. When the players come and the day after, then they started flocking in. All the fans started coming in. We opened the fashion show and stuff like that. Then I was wearing shirts, wool shirts. Was all, every other person got a wool shirt. I'm going, 
Wolves weren't here like two days ago, and now they've landed. You know what I mean? It was absolutely weird, and but it was good. It was very good, mate. Very good. I mean, from the, it looks like you enjoy yourself because he was having beer flavored ice cream at one point. I saw. I was yes, yes. That anything they can promote with Wolves over there, mate. They did it absolutely. <laughs> did they can stick a badge there? They'll put it there. They'll put it on the tallest building in the world, and they'll do everything over there. But uh, I think the Chinese like to be the best of everything. If you know what I mean, they want to be the best, and I think yeah. they want Wolves over there to be the best as well. You know, it used to be yeah. Man City over there, biggest. Wolves did well on the pitch and that helped them as well. Of course it did. I think winning that, winning the, winning that cup over there has gone, hold on a minute, that's put Wolves on the map over there. If we hadn't won it, they'd have done a job, but it wouldn't have been the 100% job, you know what I mean? Yeah. We were talking before, obviously, that the cameras were on about uh, being obsessed with goals and that's something that you were, but about you as a person, did you realise how good you were now? We hear now that players are, are always learning, no matter how good they are, they're still improving, they can still looking at their weaknesses. Did you realise how good you were? Because your 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 goal return per games, that's that that's never really gonna be done again. No, it's never it's not gonna be it's not gonna be touched, is it really? I know, I know, I know. Look, as we were talking earlier, you mean you gotta have that uh, desire and the hunger. You mean and every time I went out to play a game, I thought, these are having it. I'm going to get one today. I fancy one today. Yeah. There were certain games I used to go out and think, oh no, look at them two at the back. They're going to kill me today. They're going to kick me in the air and I ain't yeah. going to score today. But no, I just I just went out there. I didn't realise how good I was. I mean, because I, I'll give you a little story because when I was 17, uh, you won't believe, I was playing for Tipton Town at the time, my local side. And um, I had a, a foreign body in my knee, a piece of bone broke off in my knee when I was younger, when I was 17, a piece of bone. And I went in, into the hospital when I was 17 mm. on, my, on my daughter's life and said, and uh, before the anaesthetist put his needle in my hand, he said to me, he says, by the way, when you have this piece of bone out, you will never be a professional footballer. God's honest truth, when I was 17. Seriously. And then, you won't believe this, when I played against uh, Villa in my in benefit game here, Mick McCarthy says, go on, give it a good go, give it a good go. I lost a bit of weight. I thought, go in the gym, give it a go. I thought, yeah, go on. I'm stretching away in the uh, in the thing, giving it really loads of stretch. I thought, yeah, pull me up, it went crunch. Bang. Tony, the bone had actually embedded again in my knee and come off again. Two days later, I took out two pieces of the bone the size of my thumbnail. So I only played 10 minutes against Villa with a crooked leg. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's one of the things. I had 16, like I say, 14 years, uh, 15 years as a professional with, with wet, oh, I can't say, with wet, with wet, uh, Samuel Town. <laughs> I love it. See, I've, I worked, say. I've worked with Bully Loads. He refuses to say West Bromwich Albion. <laughs> Do you know what? When we used to work at Beacon, right, at the local radio station, Bully used to come in every week because he was getting paid by one of the sponsors to come in and do a feature talking about the stuff. And I had to sit in there and record him to do it. And it was supposed to be because Beacon covered both teams. So he was supposed to talk about both teams and big them up. And I had to edit the thing every single week. I had to stay longer on a Friday afternoon because he refuses to say West Bromwich Albion. So that, that, that's something that's been instilled in you because of... What's what's happened here? Because that's obviously where we <clears throat> came from, isn't it? So that must have been a yeah, yeah. It, it's it's only banter. That's always yeah, yeah. banter because you know, I mean, I always say I'd love all the Midland sides to be up there. You know, yeah. all the Midland sides. So every other week can be a derby. Yeah. So I only have the banter that everybody gives me a stick about it. And I have to give them back. You know, me so. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, but I actually play. I mean, I, I got my break there, my lucky break. I mean, from coming to Tipton Town to West. I got to say to West Brom. Uh, they give me a break, and it was only a, a man called Ron Saunders who he he, he just called me the one day. Um, I, I scored, I think I scored three and five games for them. They got uh, Imai Verardi, yeah, the Garth Crooks, and George Riley up front, and I just broke in the side. I thought I've landed here. I've scored three and five, and he called me the one day on the training ground. And, uh, he went to my brother. I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm okay." I thought I'm gonna, he's going to give me a rise here. I'm, I'm a right here, and he goes, "Somebody's coming for you." I went, "What do you mean? Somebody's coming for me?" 
he went to, to, to Halifax. I went, Halifax? Is that a bank called the Building Society? <laughs> he went, no, I'm only joking, bully. Wolves have come in for you and Tom. I went, but, but I've just scored three and five games. I pleaded with him for about 15, 20 minutes to say, I want to play football here. And he just literally says, but you haven't got a first touch for this division. And I went, Ooh. I went, okay, what do I do? I had to go down here to me, big orange Cortina, me and Tomo, down the M54, M6, the I mean, Stafford Road, bang, pulled outside this place. And did you see this place when it was down? Well, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about, oh, I'm reading man. about, unbelievable, yeah. Really but what bad. does that say about you? Yeah. You've not got the first touch for this, at yeah. this level, but what you actually went out and did after that. Yeah. And this is what I'm trying to say about disappointment now. You know, like that's down to the character of you that's tested yeah. there and you've answered every critic in, in, mm. in the best way possible but there's players out there that might not have that that strength that mm. mental strength to actually go and and that kind of blow you know I've got friends that have been let go and released from, from football at an early age and they don't quite come back from it and they have to no. go and build another no. but no. you you did you answered your critics in the best way possible didn't you you said you know, did that give yeah. you an extra little thing you know what I'm going to prove everyone wrong yeah, yeah that's exactly because like you say I, I had the hunger and the desire like we were talking about earlier on some players on the miss a, sh- miss a shot just and they go and just walk away. I used to hit the floor, smack the floor, and get up and say, I'll and get the next one. Yeah. But we'd all deal, deal with things in different ways. You know what yeah. I mean? Some people don't show it, some people do. But I was one of these that showed it in my face and my body. I want, I want chances, I want to yeah. score all the time. And as you say, when you get knocked back, when you're younger age like that, and say you haven't got a first touch, you don't say, I'll show you the first touch. Even if my first touch wasn't there, the second one was boom in the oh, net. In the you know game, I mean? Yeah, job so done, it? Yeah. He was one of them. But uh, now I must say, I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to say thank you to Ron Saunders for actually letting me go. Because I wouldn't have had all this here now, you know what I mean? So, fair play. Yeah. Yeah. The rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goat. <laughs> I'm sure you've been called much worse. I'm sure you've been called much worse. We will talk through a lot of that history to come when we get into the programme properly in just a second. We should say a big thank you to our new sponsor for this year, Blythe Group. This is the Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group this season. And we will be into the show next. This season, the Old Gold Club and Wolves TV Matchday Live are powered by Blythe Group. An industry-leading construction company and family-run business since 1982, driving investment and infrastructure across the UK. Blythe Group's mission is to provide an unrivaled service based on innovative, bespoke building solutions and comprehensive customer support. If you're a skilled tradesperson and you want to join the team that powers our team, contact their bases in Wolverhampton, Manchester or Maidenhead via theblythegroup.co.uk. Blythe Group. Big enough to deliver, small enough to care. Welcome along to the Old Gold Club. I'm Mikey Burrows. Alongside me, Chris Awellamo. We are back for a brand new season and we're kicking off with perhaps the most recognisable face and name in Wolves history. I would say the GOAT, but he doesn't really know what that means already as we've established on the podcast. Uh, you have to download that to find out exactly what we're talking about. Nobody has scored more goals in the Old Gold than Stephen George Bull. 13 years, 561 games, 306 goals, including 18 hat-tricks. Yes, I missed more than I uh, scored, to be fair. Do you kind of <laughs> missed more than you scored? <laughs> I did. I used to snatch at uh, snatch the ball early days because you think you snatch, snatch, 
when you get a bit older, calm down. I mean, place it, put it where you're going to put it. But uh, yeah, it's a good record. It's a good record. And Chris was on about early on, and I can't see, it. I can't see it being beat. I can't because no one's getting near it. People just come, do two years, three years, and go, don't they? and go to a different club. You said there that you used to snatch at it then. So why why did you score so many goals? Because you must have put that work in in the mm. training ground as well. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same with my left foot. I couldn't. That's my standing leg. That is. If you take that away, I'll go like that. The Dunk. same. I'm gone. <laughs> but Graham Turner had some really really good tactical uh, sayings to say to me. All he said to me he says, uh, "Just swing it." <laughs> yeah, that was my coaching. That was it. Swing it. But you won't believe. I think I scored around about hundred goals with it. My left foot, you wouldn't believe. There were some of them with scuffers, some of them top corner, some bent one. I'm going, I couldn't use it. You know yeah, what I mean? So, but, uh, so scary. How much of it was instinctive <laughs> and how much of it, like when you're in that position, when you're bearing in on goal, are you thinking, where am I going to place this? How am I going to strike yeah. it? Mm. Yeah, usually you have, the less time you have to think, the, the, better. the better. The more the time better. you've got, you, that's yeah. when you probably think, oh, I've got a little bit more in the back. But yeah. like you say, with your return, even with your left, 100 plus goals. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all, all I say, I'll just get one thing in my mind, and the goal, and Chris is probably the same. You know what I mean? So I look at him in his now, and uh, when he first came to the club, I thought, he's, he's not quite the full package yet. I've seen him score some goals now with his back to goal, and I've gone, he's got it now. He's got he's, he's now an striker, and he can score goals from anywhere. And uh, I used to score most of my goals with the back to goal. Yeah. Ball come, turn quick, hit it quick, so the keeper can't even get set. Once the keeper gets set, he's got you, because you've got, you've got to think about it then. When you don't think about it, he's got bang, as hard as you can, low as you can. Because I think it was, it might have been Ali Robertson when he came on, and he talked about you in training early on, and them saying to you, when you're going kind of clean through, strike it at the keeper. Yeah. Because more often than not, it well, will go gonna through dive. him. He's going to dive, he's going under his legs or under yeah. his arm, whatever. But uh, like I said, I, I used to snatch early on, and I used to go that way and that way all over the place and whatever. Until you realise the goal's just there. and just hit, don't, would it, Forget the keeper's there. All you got to just forget the keeper's there. Don't start doing this 25-yard top corners or bottom corners. Just hit it as hard as, as low as you can. The keeper won't stop it. And if you do stop it, somebody will follow in and get it. Were you the same in training? All, to, all the time. And uh, you asked Mike Stell, Mike Stell, his hands used to hurt him. So I used to hit the ball that hard. He's trying to stop it. His, his wrist was going like this all the time. He kept swearing at me, saying, "Bully, stop doing that! Will you stop doing it?" It's <laughs> well, we've heard a lot, obviously, this week about goal scoring records. Harry Kane. Now, as yourself, can you just tell us how it felt if Wolves won a game and you hadn't scored? <laughs> no, because I want people to kind of understand the kind of whole mindset of an out and out yeah. goal scorer who's obsessed. So when Wolves won a game, so yeah. job done, yeah. ticked three points. Yeah. But you hadn't scored. Yeah. How did you feel? Well, there's a, there's a typical one. We played uh, Burnley in the Sherpa van in '88, and I think I scored in every cup tie to that game to the final. I got to the game itself. I tried my hardest. I tried too hard to score, and I, I didn't score. And uh, it was about a uh, uh, couple of hours after the game. I'm sitting there at the table. All the lads are cheering, having a pint and whatever. It took me about three points to say, Steve. What are you doing? You've just won. Just go and enjoy it. Yeah. Because I was beating myself up because I didn't score. I wanted to score. And that was it. But that makes a difference, though, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. why the next game, mm. back back to business, scoring goals. And I think it's something that we, I think people don't really kind of lose, they lose sight of it. That yep. yeah, it is about winning and putting points. But every player has an objective. They have a responsibility mm. in the team. Yep. They have their own goals, yep. their own targets that they want to reach. Mm. And you've you must have surpassed them. You must have not thought. 
I think we're talking as well. Was it nineteen goals in your in your in the ten year period? Was yeah. your was your was your lowest return? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you'd be up with that now, wouldn't yeah. you? You'd be up with <laughs> it, right? yeah. I weren't now. I wanted more. I wanted more. And uh, like we said earlier, I could I could see it in that Cotroni. You know, I can see it in him. I think once he gets one, he'll go on a roll and get going, and he'll push him in to, to the limit. I think once he gets into the into the side, but uh, it's just one of the things. You know, I mean, I, I I just got the hunger, the hunger and desire. That I wanted to score goals, and that was it. And I didn't care about anybody else. I got me. Blinkers on, that goal's there, I'm going to score in. Okay, we've seen one this season with Liverpool and Mane and Salah, who Mane had that big blow-up because they clearly feel that Salah's not passing to him Mm. as much as he's passing to him. You and Andy Much is a synonymous partnership throughout much that time when you are scoring week after week. Were you the same? If Andy Much runs through and doesn't pass to you, the next time you're going through and he's better placed... Would you have passed or gone yourself? No, I would have gone myself. But it's it's, it's the way you are, isn't it? You know, I mean, I think uh, I think you look at the game now and you have a look at the players where they are, and if they are in a better place, you put it there, don't you? If it's yeah. not, if I'm in between that 18 yard box and I know that goal's and I got a chance of shooting, I will shoot, and that was a full stop. But with me and Muchy, we got on really well. To be fair, you know, I mean, it's, um, the only thing about Muchy, me and Muchy, you wouldn't believe this because uh, I'm from Tipton, right? He's from Liverpool, right? We knew on the pitch where it was. But we just couldn't understand the word we said to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, much much get number five. He's going, calm down, calm down, bully. <laughs> but we knew on the field where it was like a piece of string. The gaffer was the same, piece of string. Whatever he goes, you're 10 yards with him. 10 yards, one goes forward, one goes back. So do you put that down to like Turner then, you know, knowing his players, his man management, in training, would it be like used two were always together? Because I know that... Uh, Throughout, throughout my career, there's certain relationships that you see that manager says that they're always together, yeah. like rooming together or whatever it be, that you do have that kind of, hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's a mental thing, subconscious, isn't it? You just know each other because that relationship has, has prospered, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but uh, Muchi was like the, the number nine here when I first came here, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I looked up to him, I thought, he's, he's, he's a good striker, he's got goals, he can. And we just got clicked, we just sort of kind of clicked and like say, in training, the guy used to go, you too. You two, one near, one far, one near, one far, one yeah. short, one back. And that's all it was. And that's we had a great combination. We had, was it seven years, me and much or something like that, together? I think yeah. it was something like that. Well, when he went, there was obviously that little dip before kind of suddenly Don Goodman and yeah. Dave Kelly and a few others kind of came in. I don't know whether you feel took the burden off you somewhat mm. to be the man who scored. I don't the goals. think it took the burden off. I think it's uh, getting used to another partner and it's, it's knowing what the other partner does. And me and which I had an understanding from day one. And like I say, Don come in, D- David Kelly come in, you and Roberts came in, then the end Keeney, Keeney came in. You know, I mean, it's it's hard to get on with them to know what they want to do, whether they're going to pass the ball or not. And Keeney was a frustrating one. I only played seven times with him, but uh, he was a selfish little so and so. You know what I mean? He's uh, he go down the wing. Ten, ten times I'll go in the box nine times I won't go in the tenth he put it in I'm going get the ball in the box yeah. but it's the, you get used to players is that so this is something that I, I think about now you, you see a lot of people say competition is, is a good thing mm. but when the when you and, and Muchu had the returns like you did mm. and the relationship that you did other strikers coming in can disrupt that as well a little bit isn't it yeah. or or do you think the more competition the better because you're going to make that place your own anyway but it does like you say you have to build up relationships again when yeah. one isn't really broken really no no, no. I think me and Muchu was a cert uh, week in week out I mean the gaffer knew if I was there he was there if he was there I was there and uh I, I love competition. I love competition because it makes me even more aggressive, more hunger, hungry yep. to, to want to play and to, and to, to get up mm. there and score. So me, the more the merrier in my eyes. It's the same as at the club here. You know, I know we've got a small squad. I wish we've got a bigger squad. 
I wish we got a player for every position that, that, that needs to be done to say, I'm behind you, I want that shirt. Yeah. I want that shirt. And it'll soon pick them up to say, that's it, bang, there you go. But was there not an element for you, though, that you knew that that shirt was always going to be yours because of what you'd already done? Like, there must have been a point when you get to at least, like, the mid-90s where you're like, I'm clearly first name on the team sheet. <laughs> no, nobody's ever, nobody's, nobody's issued of a shirt, are they? They're not. Yeah, you do, John. Yeah, but you'd scored 200 goals by that it, point. It, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. It's the same with Graham Taylor coming. I got injured. He didn't put me in his first choice when I come back, as, come back fully fit. He waited and waited and waited until that other 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 lad up front had not done the best. He chucked me back in the end, <clears> back to normal, resume work. So you don't, you don't, you, it's the same as being injured. You know what I mean? You have to live every day on a football pitch as though it's your last because you don't know whether you're going to get injured, cruciate, leg broke, or whatever. You don't, do you? Yeah. So you just give it your all every time you go out there. And like Mikey says, I think you were you were captain mm. as well through that period. Is that down to your choice of wanting being captain, being the leader, or was that you being the most experienced, having the the goals that you've scored that you've put the band on? What? How did that all come? I think about? it was the gaffer. I think it was the gaffer who said like, like lead from the front. You know what I mean? But me as a front man, I'd rather lead from the back. Because the back, I mean, you start from the back and work your way up. I can't tell players at the back what they're doing because I'm you're two, two doing up there. Yeah. Where the centre half and everybody else sees everything. You're, you're there, you can see everything, you know what I mean? So I, I enjoyed it. I was, it was a privilege to wear the, the captain's armband, but once it was off, it's like as though it's whew, big ball come off your head. I'm concentrating on what I'm doing now, you know what I mean? Well, you can't say that you. You felt like you could tell the pressure we have an armband on with your goal return, surely. <laughs> was that you an could. excuse? When, when was the 19? Oh, when was the 19? Was, was that there in 94, wasn't it? That's what it was, Captain. yeah. <laughs> it was as well. Jesus Christ. Because oh, <laughs> I want to I go through some of these because uh, we were taking the mickey out of you earlier for starting slowly because you only got 19 goals in the okay. first season you were here. But then the following two seasons is what you are, I guess, most synonymous for. It's the 100 goals, 102, if we're being absolutely exact, yeah. in those two seasons, which <laughs> was the first time since George Campbell of Middlesbrough in 1926 to 28 <laughs> had achieved that feat. I mean, it's just, how do you even begin to think back on that period to know that I think I worked it out. There was you scored in twenty three of forty four league games that yeah. you played in. Yeah. Scandalous. It is, <laughs> but it is unbelievable, though, isn't it? Because nobody's ever going to do that again. No, but I know people are going to say, "Well, he's in the third, third division or the fourth division still or whatever." But he's still got to score goals, isn't he? And I say that about natural goal scorers. I don't care what division they're in. If they score goals, put them on the pitch. But now I just felt, I just felt, put my boots on. I just felt every time to go out, I felt I'm going to score today. I'm going to score today. And like you say, when I didn't. Face on me, I'm out, I'm out the way. But I, I know, I know it's a big achievement, and I, I don't like being blown up in the air and doing whatever because I did my job, you know. I got paid well to do my job, so it's one of them. But to look back on what I've done, I do sometimes pinch myself and go, "I can you score 102 goals in 113 games? You're going to get what? Well, well, that ain't right, is it? Tell me right." No, <laughs> you just said it there, right? You said uh, a goal scorer is a goal scorer, right? So why didn't you leave the club to go a higher? Because yeah. you, you know that you're going to score goals. Yeah. So talk to us. Because um, uh, all of the people, all of the club, all of everything about Wolverhampton, I mean, it, it couldn't deter me back. I had four chances. I could have left. Uh, I know all the Villa fans are going to watch this and think, oh, Dougie Ellis could have come in for me or whatever. He didn't. He didn't come in for me at all. Mr Ellis didn't. And uh, uh, the four clubs that came, came in for me, you believe. The first one was Torino in Italy. Uh-huh. Unbelievable, just played. Uh, they came in for me after I come back from the World Cup in 1990. And I just went, nah, I like me English breakfast, English food. <laughs> I ain't good <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah. 
I'm pretty wondering. sure you can get sausage and bacon in Italy. <laughs> if you can't get in tight and shake, you're going to get in there. <laughs> but that, that was the first one. The second one, uh, you won't believe, was um, Newcastle. Mm. Before Andy Cole went to Newcastle, he was second choice. I had the agent come out, well, I well, didn't know it anyway. The agent come out of my house uh, in Norton County in Cannock, and I just had my first boy there, and I thought, boy, oh, disruption. No. Uh, yeah. And then the third one after that was Coventry. Coventry was going to give me a five year deal, big one, lovely man, absolutely top drawer. He was going to give me a five-year deal, what Wolves are giving me in three. And I'm going, why am I going to waste two years up there when I think Wolves are going to surpass him? And they did eventually. Yeah. And the last one I heard uh, off Graham Taylor was uh, Celtic. Celtic was the last one. And I thought, it's too wet up there for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's too wet up there. So, you know, I don't, I don't really know the reason why I didn't leave. I, I, it's because I was happy. I was happy and... Uh, I wasn't, I think, money orientated, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like, you just want to go and play football, didn't you? As you say, coming from West Brom to there to Wolves, it weren't about the money, because only on like 125 quid a week or something like that. Yeah. We just wanted to play football, mm-hmm. and I wanted to play for this club. On the Coventry one, I don't know, where you're, you might be able to confirm whether this is true or not, that it kind of got to the stage where the bid was accepted, but you didn't turn up for the medical. I didn't, no, I didn't. Uh, big run. Uh, I said to, he said to me, he says, uh, give me a ring before five o'clock on this certain day. Uh, make your decision, whatever. You know, look after you. you. It's a good club here. And they love you to bits up here. I went, okay, live with me. And something just flicked in my head. Something just flicked in my head. He goes, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. And I did just didn't turn off the meeting. I rang him up. I said, sorry, big one. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stopping here. And, okay, big fella. Thanks very much. Put the phone and that's it done. So, I know. But you only played, I think was it one game then in your whole career was in the top flight? Yeah. Where? It, oh, West West Brom. I played five games, five games, uh, and scored three goals. Yeah, and uh, as you say, I scored two against Ipswich. Cooper was in goal at the time, and I thought I'd landed. And then straight after that, more or less, uh, they sold me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you know that you can score goals at that. Yeah. And it's just like the opportunity came in. I think as a a footballer, uh, for myself, you always want to play at the highest level Mm. against the best with the best. Yeah. I know you were very comfortable and you were breaking records left, right and centre and, and yeah, you stayed at a club and broke records and you're an absolute legend here. But you had the opportunity to go to a higher level and again, test yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's. I understand the decision you made and I think it's a decision a lot would make because you've justified every reason, family yeah. reasons, food yeah. reasons, that you know that in time, with the potential that was there that Wolves were yeah. going to surpass. We'll go. So you've yeah. got you've got reasons, but it's mm. just like, that, is there a regret there that you never quite <laughs> went and played and, yeah. and tore the top level to shreds, which I think you yeah. would have done anyway, and I know that you probably yeah. feel the same. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people say that. Why, did, why didn't you want to go play top-level top, top, top level football? I went, but I did, I played for England. That's the toppest, that's how you can get, you know what I mean? And uh, I, just, I, just, I just loved it here, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't have that probably that desire to leave, to go to a higher club or whatever, because I knew myself, yeah, it would have been about money, but what, what money's the way to all evil? I just wanted to play football. But you wanted you know to mean? play at the top level with Wolves. With Wolves, I wanted to go there. It. And I, I just failed that little bit, and that's one thing in the back of my head that say, we didn't quite get there, did you, Steve, up there, you know what I mean? Can we talk about those two failures then? Because the playoff semi-finals, yeah. when we had David Kelly in, he was adamant, because we were saying, you know, in the, de- in the days of VAR now, yeah, John McGinley gets sent off and you're in pole <clears throat> position. Yeah. But he said no. 
he was he's kind of come to terms with it, come to peace with it. He's fine with it. Yeah, but things Have happen you? for a reason. Things happen for a reason in life, don't it? You know what I mean? Whether it's football, I enjoy it. Whether it's work, I enjoy it. One of the things. But uh, we played Bolton down here in the in the in the first first leg, and I think it was Shilton was in goal, wasn't he? Was Shilton in goal that day when we played Bolton in the first playoff? I Maybe. think he was. You know, Shilton was in goal, I think, and he was flying left, right, and centre, and uh, we won that game two one. And uh, I think Jamie Pollock scored their goal, top corner. And uh, went to their place on a Tuesday night, cold Tuesday night, pelting down the rain. Yep. All our fans, no shelter, soaking wet. And uh, it was it was it was the pitch where we'd love it. Slide tackles, <laughs> ball skidding, everything. Yep. I mean, go on, it's going to be a good game. We thought with them with John McGinley, that roll his sleeves up, that's it, bang. Well, we're playing the game, and um, John McGinley actually smacks David Kelly, and in our box, boom, knocks him down. Nobody, everybody saw it, apart from the referee, and that was it. We thought, go on then. Okay, if they want to have a good go, that's it. Okay, next thing's happening: slide tackles left foot, and there's a massive tackle in the middle of the park. I think it's um, uh, Sid Cowens, Gordon Cowens, play for us, and, and Jamie Pollock again, crunching tackle in the middle of the park. <coughs> I thought, go on then, twenty-two man brawl. We're in there, and we're swinging away. We're like, like boom, 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 like this. Okay, no, it's at all. Smacking away. The ref comes over. He goes, "What are you doing? What are you doing? We've got to play some, play some football here. You've got to play football. Enjoy the game." And we're all fuming. Then we're all fuming. And then we thought, John McGinn is having it. John McGinn is he's, he's going to have it. If somebody's going to either push him or I don't know, elbow him or something, nothing happened. He had the last laugh, didn't he? They beat us two one. Was it two two nil that night? Two nil. Two nil yeah. that night, and that was one of the lowest, lowest points of my career I thought we ain't going to do it we just ain't going to get over that step that last step but uh, it was a tough game it was a tough game but uh, as you say <clears throat> if you look back in the years now tables turn Bolton have gone there yeah. they've gone there yeah, I mean, it's just a heartache to start with yeah, yeah but it took like 20 years 25 years to get I'm back I'm still there. talking about it now yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying they, they, they did us but uh, it was one of them it was a, it was a low time of our, 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 our point because at that point with Graham Taylor as manager uh, Sir Jack was spending money had the team got promoted then, where might they have ended up? Well, you never know, dear. You know, if it's, it's whether Sir Jack would have actually put any more money in into the club then, because he he's, he's the one who started off the revolution off to, to get us up there. And uh, whether he'd have put any more money in, I don't know. I don't know, because there's only so much money he can put in. Steve Morgan found that out. He can only put so much in. The Chinese now are totally different. They've got billions, not millions, so they can they can play about with it a little bit more. You know, well, they're restricted, aren't they? Financial yeah, fair yeah. play. It's a different world, I guess. But, but, but who knows? I mean, you, 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 At the time, Sir Jack yeah. was outspending yeah. premiership teams at the time. He was, he was. And he, was, he was a lovely man, to be fair. He was absolutely lovely man. He was a good friend of mine as well. Uh, absolutely superb. But uh, he got the club going. Yep. I mean, I got the club going on the, on the field with the, with, the, with the goal scoring. And he got the good going with the, with the construction of the, of, the, of the stands. Can I ask you then, what, what, what in your opinion, was the reason that, that, that Wolves couldn't break into the, the top? Oh, my word. It, it, I, I think it might have been money. I think it might have been money. I think uh, in, if you want to get into the top six, it's like now. You've got to go and get like the Hazards and people like that to, to spend big yeah. to get in the top six. You know, I mean, we're, on the, we're, we're seventh we're seventh last year, and I'm thinking, okay, what do we need to do? We need five, six quality, or not quality players, big players, big money players to say, go on then, we are prepared to do this, to push it up further. And you think even, and in, in, in back in your time, I'm saying what was what was the reason for not breaking? Because the money was getting spent, wasn't it? That, that right calibre of To player. the extent. I think there was a right. limit. There was a limit. You know, I, mean, wait, well, I don't know if you send, spend five million, it should have been 10, 15. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, just the extent of it and the quality of the players that the were coming club, in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, that's important, isn't it? It's the temperament, the character of the players, mm. just as important as the quality that they have on the pitch. And I think mm. that's something now, when any manager recruitment, when they look at bringing in a player, it's not just about 
yeah, he's he, he's got that no. quality. He's got this. They've got to actually look at the, the the character, the player coming in, because he's got to kind of yeah. he's got to kind of uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, just and with with the group interact with the group, interact with yeah. the group, hasn't yeah. he? So yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it now, though, isn't it? It's but it's it's totally different now. Like you say, we had homegrown players when we played, mostly most homegrown. Yeah. Now I I don't know how he's actually keeping them together because you have got like in Mexican, Portuguese, French. You got loads of different groups. I'm thinking. How does Nuno? He must have a, spell, a special talent yeah. to keep these players on the same on the same sheet. If you know what I mean? Yeah, is that that's probably one of the reasons why he prefers a small squad yeah. because we so many different cultures mm. and things. He, he has to yeah. he has to make it's man management, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. keeping them. I think with a big squad, it's harder to keep everyone happy because you've got all these players wanting to play. They want that shot. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's when I look at it and I think, well, yeah, Nuno, he, he, his man management skills is excellent. It needs a lot of luck along the way as well because yeah, the, yeah. the overhaul of games and things. It's, Injuries, it does yeah, t- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think last season, what best was the best record in the yeah. in the in the Premier League with, with injuries and suspensions mm. and things as well. So um, talking of injuries, towards the end, that started to play a big part for you, didn't it? Yeah, your knees, your knees. We were talking about early on. It's, it's, your knees are the main factor as a footballer. That's like the pivotal joint that carries your whole, your whole yeah. body. And uh, like I said, I shouldn't have been a professional footballer when I was seventeen, and I got through it. For like sixteen years, you know what I mean. So it's, I was very lucky. Yeah, I had to come to the conclusion where uh, I was in. I think it was, was it Sweden, Austria, Austria, Sweden, somewhere where we call in Lee. It was a manager at the time, and uh, I'd just come back the summer. I had a clear out of my knee, and I thought I'll give it one more go. I got the pre-season on my belt. As I was over there, I just twisted the one time crunch. So it went together. I went, stop it, stop it. I asked the physio Barry Holmes at the time. I says, what do you think? He says, well, you've had it done there a few times. It's, it's telling you. It's yeah. te- your body's telling you to say, stop it. Yeah, I could have kidded everybody and probably played three or four games a season and kept taking money. I thought, no, stop it. You're going to hurt yourself and do some damage. So, so that, and that was it. Because I, I, I found it weird. You were only 34 when you started. 34, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which in modern terms is not very old at all. Yeah, but when you, when you have to carry the team like I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop it, stop it. It was one of them, mate. Your body tells you when to give up and when not to give up. And uh, I thought, that's it, I've done my bit now. I've got where I can. I've got as high as I can. I thought, well, I'll retire on a, on a, on a good, uh, See, good level. On what you're saying there, like, so you had that operation when you were 17. Was that something... Like I, I never played without carrying a niggle or and yeah. is that something you were always aware of then? You, or I know like I had, I had moments where because I had seventy percent of the cartilage. I had three micro fractures when before the age of twenty three. Got told I'd only play till twenty seven. Okay. My career never really kicked off like money wise and and to that level until twenty eight onwards. But yourself, when you were out and played, was it always something that you were carrying little niggles, but you still got through it to do what you did? All day long, all day long. Graham Turner and, and most of the managers wanted me out there because they know that I'll, I'll, there's a goal there. There's a goal there. And I used to like it when I've twisted my ankle, that strapped the ankle up. Yeah. I put in an ice bucket for 10 minutes, put my boot on, I do a few doggies across the six-yard box, 18-yard, halfway line. Yeah, it is okay. I mean, when I come off the game, I took my thing off, black, my ankle's black, and it's gone warm. People don't you know, know this, people know. don't see this, they don't, they don't think, but it's like, it's, I think the first day of pre-season was the only day that yeah. I was, I came in fresh, like, and it was then just managing and maintaining it, That's yeah. and that's that's the, the life of most footballers, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah it is, it is. But, but, but you want to play, don't you? You do? You don't care whether you got a niggle or, uh, the only thing I think I, I would have probably not, not gone out there with is a, a tweak in your hamstring. That is the worst thing in hamstring because once that goes, you know about it. You know, somebody's like going, yeah. eight, yeah. eight, eight to twelve weeks. It is, isn't it? It yeah, is, yeah. isn't it? So that's the only thing I think with a with a dead leg or a bruise or a, or a twist or whatever, you get out there and you do it. You get out there and play. 
And I know, I know people are going to watch and think, well, I mean, should you have played when, you, when you've had all that? And I always say, no, if, I'd have, if I had to played, I'd have had another probably another 12 months on my career. But yeah. I thought, no, I wanted to play. So it was off me on back, you know what I mean? So... Because when you look, even in your final season, you scored six in seventeen appearances, which is still like effectively <laughs> one in three. Hey, for a guy who had half his leg hanging off by the sounds I know, of things, I know, and the I other know. one you said you'd fall over on. I know, I know. But yeah, I was really determined. You know, I mean, I didn't. I wanted to go down fighting. That's it. I mean, and uh... so is that the key to your entire character? Then that you were told before you even had a career that if you had the operation, you wouldn't have one. Wouldn't have one, yeah. And then you were told at Albion. You weren't good, weren't enough, good enough to play at that level. Yeah. But that's, this is what I say to... Um, so even kid, after 306 goals and playing no, for England at a World Cup finals... This is what I say to uh, kids in the, in the, when I go to schools and talk to them or whatever. And uh, I also say life's full of hurdles. You're on a horse. You hit one, you fall off, you get back on. Yeah. You hit one, you fall off, you get back on. And all of a sudden you've got that straight. And you just keep going and going and going on the straight. And that's what I say to the kids these days. Because kids get knocked back. Quite like you said early on, didn't you? Up here, they get knocked back. You know, they get like this and they go, oh, I ain't going to have a career, I ain't going to do this. Try and get into the rest and say, listen, there's a line, there's a point at the end of that tunnel, and you, you can get to it. Yep, spot on. So is there a part of you that finds it weird? Because I say, I mean, we joke, like, I've known you for a long time now, and you are still remarkably humble, given the fact that you, <laughs> you walk around this city anywhere and everyone knows who you are. And the fact that we are sat now in a stand that bears your name. Yeah. <laughs> you owe me a pound for that chair, by the way. <laughs> and you do as well. And you do. <laughs> but is it weird? It is, it is, it is so weird. It is. I, I don't get it. I've got to thank my mum and dad for that. You know, I mean, keep my feet down on the floor, you know what I mean? I mean, mum went five years ago, my dad's still going. They, yeah, all my dad said to me, he's like, keep your shoes clean and make sure you look tidy. And that's it. You know, I mean, look after your pennies and they'll look at you. I mean, they'll get your parents. You know, what I mean, it's one of them. And, and I've always looked up, looked, looked, looked up to my mum and dad, and they are the ones who kept me, and it's still the way I am now. I don't know, I did my job. You did your job. You did your job. You know what I mean? Yeah, but this, that, this stadium, it was, was it four years after you retired. This the, the, this mm. thing got named after yeah. you. It's like it's. It was Sir Jack, you won't believe. Sir Jack, because we, uh, we, we do stable events. We do events in the uh, in the President's Club over there. And we did an event the one night. And um, and uh, well, I came to the reception. And the reception used to be on things. Oh, Sir Jack wants a word. He's in his flat upstairs. I went, oh, what's what's what you want? What have I done? I said, you see me doing something I shouldn't be doing. Something like that. But the phone was, he goes, hello, Steve. I went, oh, 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 oh Sir Jack, how are you doing? <laughs> he goes, hello. He says, uh, I'm going to um, uh, rename the uh, the giant stand uh, to the Steve Ball stand. I went, you can't do that. He went, I can. I can. I said, well, he's, he can't. He said, well, but he hasn't earned it. He put money into the club. You've earned it. I went, oh, all right, then, okay, 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 I'll leave that. I put the phone down. So I thought, I thought, why did I put the phone down? What did I say? Does that come with the Range Rover as well? And, else, and the villa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But he was a, he was a lovely man, mate, and he did the foreword for, for one of my books there, and yeah. uh, he was absolutely top man. And uh, when I, I drive past now, I'm thinking, that, uh, that can't be right. That's, my daughter just does that. Like, goes like, Dad, I'm sick of seeing it. <laughs> well, you know, obviously, Sir Jack has a stand and a statue. Billy Wright has a stand and a statue. Mm. Stan Cullis has a stand and a statue. You see where I'm going with this? Well, I'm still here. <laughs> They're all, you know I mean? Yeah, but you, the stand's no, there. No, no, leave it, leave it. That's enough now. Have you not thought about what position you'd want to be in Just for your steady. statue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no. No, I'd, 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 well, all of them. Billy got Billy there standing there. He got Jack there with his thumbs. I don't know, using my pose as finger in the air like that. 
I mean, or the aeroplane one, you know, something like that. So, but I don't know. I'm not even, I'll never think about that. Because yeah. the aeroplane one is the weird one. Because when Raul Jimenez scores against Man United and he wheels away, to to most fans, it's the aeroplane celebration. To Wolves fans, he was doing the Steve Ball celebration. <laughs> Well, I did, I, did, I did give him one that's, of my that's DVDs. What it is, I did give him one of my DVDs the night before. <laughs> to have a look at. No, that's I didn't. inspiration. <laughs> now he's, he's, he's top man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think goal celebrations. We don't know what to do, do we? No, it, we it's just instinct, and yeah. you, what did you put your hand in the air? Did you, you don't know, dear. You? you don't know unless yeah. you you know you're going to score the day before. Then you see all the lads doing all the moonwalking, everything and stuff like that. You know, we was just like. Yeah, with it's not it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know I don't know how that came about or that came. Out. I don't know. So don't you know. never planned? No, no. And him does the same. You know, he, he probably doesn't know what to do yet until he gets one in his head. That he'll do. He'll get born there. And I'd love to have seen you doing an orchestrated dance <laughs> in the corner. Like I'm, a surprised, river I'm surprised at the the, the the group of players as well that you never spoke about a celebration because right. it's because like, you, you basically guaranteed goals, weren't you? So yeah, you yeah. and Mitch and that yeah. do some little because it would have been quite. Uh, it would have been, been, been good but for the We never even talked about it because we never even talked talked about it at all so put your hand in the air do this shall we do this back to back or whatever no, nothing at all nothing at all it's like crazy now it's like a, like say I guess it's all the, the, they know that everything's watched the TV cameras yeah. are there and it's whatever you're going to do everyone everyone right. in the world's going to probably catch on to yeah. it and see yeah. it as well so times have changed in that way hasn't it <laughs> I just love the idea of like you being the first one to do like the Elvis or something in the corner <laughs> I can't, I can't I mean, dance. I mean, admittedly, you had the same haircut for the entirety of your career, but you could have done something else celebrating. It's gone grey now. It's gone grey now. But uh, I don't even know why I had the skin it. I don't even know. Mind if you said me with a flicker in the air, younger days. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I had to get it off. <laughs> no chance. Um, we will go through what we call the rundown on our podcast extra, which will be available to download from all the usual places. And we'll also talk a, a lot more about um, you going to the World Cup. Um, and everything that went on with England as well. Just to kind of finish on our main show, what is the proudest moment then? From oh, all the years, moment. all the goals, all the games, all the promotions, all okay. the near misses, everything that happened. I like to say everything because I, I, I loved every single game I went out there and played. I wanted to play every single game. Every, everything was in there. Limelights are, you know what I mean? I think it was Newcastle on New Year's Day 1990. I scored four. Uh, we'd had a few beers the night before. <laughs> a few, a few. I'll tell you about that later. Uh, you know, what I mean, playing for England. You know, what I mean, England, sorry against Scotland and scoring on my debut. Yeah, so, I remember that. As, so, well. so, so. <laughs> as a third division player, as a third division player, then as well. Brilliant. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, there's a certain highlights and I can go through them. Like I mean, meeting the Queen as well, getting an MBA off the Queen, going meeting. You know, it's, it's, I've got loads, loads. We can have a chat about the old gold club, powered by Blythe Group. Official partner of Wolverhampton Wanderers. So that was a show. On with the podcast. Come on, you've got to pick one moment. Oh, what the t- actually? They'll go boom. I'll go. That's that's. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, lambs. there might have been one when you're playing, or like, how about after when you get made like vice president of the club. Or you, you're a freeman of the city as well now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know, what does that allow you to do, do you know? Uh, can you so run yes, sheep through can, the city centre? I can centre? walk sheep through the centre, I can uh, carry a knife, uh, and this other one, I don't know if that was winding me up, I can be in, uh, in the town centre, I can be having a fight, I can start this fight and start punching somebody, whatever, the police will come and take me on. <laughs> That's brilliant, isn't it? I'm good. Is that, is that, are you sure with that one? Are you sure? <laughs> that one, yeah. Robbie, mate, are good. 
get a van, we'll all pile in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry about a taxi. <laughs> but no, it's, it's weird. I don't know. They, they don't give her a list or anything like that. I don't know what, what it is. It's on the wall now. And I, don't, I yeah. don't understand it. I don't understand it. They just keep sending me letters down from the, the council. Do you want to visit this? Do you want to visit the council? I'm going up there with them lot. No, no. They have, they have an annual one every year to give, give these Freemans out. And everybody who goes up there... Uh, who's had it the year before, say, oh, yeah, absolutely, oh, thanks for giving it me whatever, but can you stop sending me letters? Because <laughs> they're like invites to, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, the soldiers club or something, or the mayor's yeah. thing, or what I'm going, why oh, do you want to get that? You know what yeah. I'm going? Yeah. No, <laughs> no respect, like I'm going to take my cup of tea. But, uh, well, it definitely isn't if there's any cup of teas there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's something a bit more strong. Well, there's a bit glass of wine there with ice, I'll be all right. Yeah. You have to tell us about the, the one then, Newcastle, before. Newcastle. Oh, we went. We went. Um, we went up um, on Hills coaches, and um, uh, the fans. Three thousand fans went up on Monaco Airlines, so you knew where the money was. You know what I mean? It took us about seven hours. Take a graph off in, shut it down. Two hours driving. That's it. Bang. We got there, and uh, we had a training session. We had our pasta and our stuff in the night time, and it's New Year's Eve, and we're there like eight o'clock at night time. And the gaffer comes over. He goes, "Lads, on you in bed by five past twelve. Wish the missus happy New Year in bed by five past twelve. Okay, knows the door. Right, okay. He walks away 10 yards. He turns around. He looks above his eyebrows because he had a big eyebrow. So, <laughs> by the way, you can have a couple of halves. A couple of halves of what? I'm on the phone to my missus, five past two. I have 14 halves and a bottle of wine, right? <laughs> I'm going, I love you, I do. He goes, Have you had a drink? I went, <clears throat> No, 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 no. I ain't had a drink. 14 halves. There's me, Tamo, Cookie, Muchie. You remember the hotels with the booths, with the phones? Yeah. The half yeah. moon next to each other. Yeah. It was all there in the line, like this. Honestly, it was there. It was all good. No, it's good, like this. I, got up, I said to Tom, I've got to do this too, because you're bullyproofing, yeah. I've got my tracks here, Tom. I've got Wolves out here. I've got a few beers. I said to Tom, should we go clubbing? Come on, Tom, let's go clubbing. There's a, good, a nightclub called Julie's in Newcastle. Come on, I'm going to have a few beers in there. And now, stiff with car, with car. I said, come on. No, no, no. So he dragged me, went upstairs, took, got the bottle of wine, finished the wine off in the room, got up next morning, met my eyes. Really red. Tom's stinking a bit. Oh man, your, your, your car. Your, we've done it. We've done it now. We've done it. We just looked at each other. We've done it. We walked around the hotel because we used to walk around and get a fresh air around get the hotel. Air, yeah. All five of us together like this, and all the others on the like the gaffer's going, "What's wrong with these here?" And he named the side. It was all in the side, and we just thought, "Well, we'll get on with it." Got to uh, St Andrews, and all the fans were there dressed as reindeers, snowmen, Santas. They're all coming good humour and good speed. I thought. Yeah. I'm pissing up for you. Can't, you can't have that, mate. You can't have that. And uh, we got our first half, and Mark Kendall losing goal at the time. Saved a penalty, nil nil at half time. Mark McGee played for them up front with Mickey Quinn. And we come in nil nil half time. I thought, if we get a draw at this, I'm going to get pissed every Friday. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I went out sec- second half, man. I don't know what happened. Just went out second half. Bang, 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 bang. I scored four goals in the second half, mate. And I'm going, I'm scratching me head. I'm going, how the f- how did we do that? And I come to the conclusion now. I think I think the reason why we won that game. I think because I think me personally, the Newcastle players must have gone clubbing, and we stopped in. That's the reason, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You still were probably more drunk than they yeah, were, and you ain't got out. Honestly, pissed. Four of us, yeah, yeah, out of our tree. Well, because you say about you say about going out every Friday night. You went out every Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. I used to have a, you won't believe, I used to have a, me, me dad, uh, uh, used to have a, a drink in Dudley Port, uh, just outside, like so, Great Bridge, and he used to go out every Thursday and play darts and dominoes, and I used to go in, I used to have about five or six points with him on a Thursday night, every Thursday night, yeah. Because you're not supposed to drink after Wednesday. No. That's it, eight bang, wasn't it? Yeah, every Thursday night, I'd have five, six pints. So hang on, because you, <laughs> you know full well that Ali Rob, 
and Tomo and a few others have already been on, and they've already told us about the Tuesday Club. Well, the Tuesday Club be at the odd spot, Birmingham. Yeah, the, yeah, the infamous yeah. Tuesday Club. <laughs> yeah. So you were then topping yourself up on a Thursday, yeah, and then turning up on a Saturday yeah. and still scoring a hat trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I got fired. to sober up and then play, and you know, and then play Saturday. That's it. That's it. your dad. That's it. Quality. What about the? You say about, I guess, players' egos and things and being involved with the English setup as well. You know, coming through there, there was some, some big names. How did that feel, you walking into that group of players? Was that different for you? With the, the Lineker basic gas yeah, just, models? Just, yeah. yeah. I, I was a bit like, I'll shit myself to be fair, I'm thinking, yeah. what, what am I doing? I'm down here, third division, they like there, up there. Did you, did you honestly have that mindset, no matter I did, what I went, you I went, did and what you thought of yourself yeah, as a player? Yeah, I just thought, well, I mean, I'm here, I'll give it a go and see how it goes. If it, if it works, it works. Yeah. It worked, you know I mean, and Pop Robson, uh, uh, Brian Robson, played for West Brom when I was at the, when I first went to West Brom. He took me under his wing with the West Brom. He said, Bully, don't worry about this lot, I'm the same as you, mate. If you get the ball in front of goal, yeah. you shoot. Because he was hard as nails as well, no one. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Lovely bloke, he was. Yeah. But I, I got him with his brother, Gary, because I played more games with Gary uh, than I did okay. with, with, uh, with Pop. But uh, he took me under his wing with the England, England, England camp and uh, he looked after me. Can we talk about Italian 90? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did a thing with you and Tomo during the World Cup mm. last year when we were in WV1, yeah. Yeah. and you were telling some stories from it. Because it's remarkable that, like, for me, that's like the first major tournament I remember. Mm. I was like yeah. six years old at the time. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, just wanted to drop that in there. Um, <laughs> and it's like, and the, there's been kind of so many, like, documentary things that came out afterwards and kind of, of what life was like oh. in there. Because I guess it's the first time, like, that... Maybe a bit of media intrusion on what it was you guys because, were doing. Uh, Bobby and... Robson, the major, got for being an absolute top drawer. He was um, he was having an affair with the secretary, and it was all in the papers. And uh, he just took took everything off the plane, took all the papers off the plane, told the press, "That's it, we're having our own plane, we're going ourselves." And he wouldn't talk to the press. He wouldn't talk to the press, Bobby Robson, because that's story. He says, "We are we are here as a team. Don't worry about them out there. I'll deal with them. We're here as a team. We're here to do a job." And that's what he said. He was a good man. He was a nice bloke. He was a lovely... I don't know how he, how he actually got him. Managed his job, to be fair, because when he named his side, it took about 20 minutes to name his side. He used to go... Um, um, <laughs> Felt um, these uh, stories um, as well. Yeah, yeah he was going to Peter, you're in goal. Um, 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 he was like, he's not going... How is he, manager? <laughs> but then he got the class of Donau next to him. Yeah. The class of Donau. Donau was absolutely superb. He's like... Duh, 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 duh. He was like uh, Graham Taylor with Steve Owson. Like yeah. that. Yeah. One comedy. One, one um, serious. And uh, he's... Donnell did well with him, very well. Because that was a good team, good group. Very good group, very good group, absolutely unbelievable. I, th- I think uh, we should have won it, Should've, seriously, we should have won it that year, 1990. Should have won it, tell you. You're convinced, aren't you, that you were about to come on in the semi-final? Against Germany. I was, was going to come on, yeah, I was, yeah Bob Rolson. And uh, uh, he said to me, he said, I think we was losing 1-0. Was it extra time, was it? Uh, yeah, 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 we was losing 1-0 and uh, the gaffer went, get your top off. I, got, I was standing right next to him, get your top off. And then that big ear twat scored Lineker. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that guy. <laughs> he scored. And the gaffer went, uh, put, your, put, put your top back on. Put your, I zipped it back up. I sat down. I thought, and then extra time. I thought, just give me 15, 20 minutes against the Germans. I thought, I'll be like a Tasmanian devil. I'll just go on there and go, right, that's hustle and bustle. Yeah. I'll get out there and have a go. And, I, and it, it finished. And then the penalties and that was it then. And uh, I just wish they'd give me 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Because it was like stalemate anyway, you know what I mean? I think they was happy with the penalties and we'd have took them. But uh, our penalty takers weren't, weren't on the day that day. Would you, know you have taken a penalty? No. Not millions and millions. Well, yeah, I would have. Yeah. 
I just did it as hard as I can, like you say. Yeah. At the keeper, went boom. You know what I mean? But uh, it was weird. It was weird. Was any any funny stories, Mikey's we had we had breakfast this morning and Mikey's asked me for funny funny like dressing room stories, so I'm sure you've got a, a few with a few characters there's, in, in there's that not group. dressing room story, it's just certain stories about it was only drink on the on the on the on the on the on the, on the tour. There was. There was yeah. drink on the tour. And uh Gaza uh, it's it, he's the main culprit. He he was the main <laughs> culprit. I'll give you the horse racing one as well after. I'll show you the yeah. horse racing one after. Funny as that one is, funny as. But uh, now I just kept myself to myself. I was in I was in a in a room with uh, Platy six weeks up and down Italy, and uh, he was he was top man. He was yeah. top man, Platy was, and uh, we got on really well. And uh, he's lovely. But uh, now it's, it seems a long time ago, man. Isn't time. there a thing of that Gaza was going to the shop? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, well, it, you have to you, what you have to do. You have to take enough stuff for six weeks. You have to take enough spray, underarm spray, everything for six weeks because you know you could be there for six weeks. I said, okay, now it's all. From day one, guys were going, uh, do you need any shampoo? Do you need any underarm spray? Do you need anything? Well, I mean, no way. He says, well, I'm going to be out of that. So now, three weeks, three weeks it took me to run out of something. I said, where, where are you going, guys? I said, meet me there at one o'clock. Yeah, okay. It's okay. And I was oh, get to this top corner, don't we? I thought, there's, all, there's like about five or six of them now. I'm going, Waddler was there and Beers there. I'm going, I thought I'm at the same time. Then I'm like, because I was naive. I didn't know. And I'm turn left, turn right, went down there. There you go. There's the boots. I thought, yes, I'm get some stuff. Next door to the boots, it's a boozer. They've been on the piss for three weeks without telling me. Because <laughs> you couldn't say, you couldn't say, but you had to show the shampoo or whatever. It's <laughs> because that was, yeah, yeah, three weeks. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I just love the idea that he's thinking, like, blimey now, Gaza keeps himself clean. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah. Has he done that? He's <laughs> nipping to that shop for shampoo it, know, every day. Yeah. Oh. It's true, honestly. Absolutely true. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> I got there was uh, was it I think Archie Knox had to kind of go around Ibrox because he had little stash points for like sweeties, cigarettes, and all sorts, and he had about like, forty stash points through about Ibrox. Archie Knox would have to go around every one of them every every couple of days to just get all his bits. Like yeah. <laughs> brilliant, Random absolute bend. character. What a player! Eh? Yeah. What an absolute player! Because it like it's these little insights to kind of life in the dressing room and life off the field. Yeah, but it can be quite, uh, the dressing room's a, a, a harsh environment. You know, you have to have kind of thick skin. And this is something that more and more we see things, things that probably aren't aren't right that, that get spoke about. You know, uh, some of the stories that I could tell you about, that just and it's just, it's banter. Yeah, that's what it is. The, the, yeah, group, yeah. the group find that hilarious, even the person that's, that it's, that, that's, that it's, that it's too. Yeah. Uh, I won't say any names, but there's been clubs that I've been at. I remember sitting round a poker table, and you're all sitting playing. This is even the Friday night, uh, and one of the players across from me, you get a text message from him. Now it's in, it was in my room at the time, so there's about six of us. You get a text message and you open it, and it's a picture of him with the with, with the <laughs> out, the t- and it's like, what are you sent that for? And I've, as you say it to him, he's out the door because his roommate's in the room. He's left his phone, and you're thinking what? He just oh, said, he no, it to he everyone in his contact. contact. The football manager got it. No. His his agent, his his, his partner's his partner's oh, mother got no, it. Geez. And you're thinking what what you're doing? But there's yeah, there's yeah, yeah. there's a there's a certain <laughs> player that played at this I played at this club with, who I've played at a, a, a couple other clubs, that he uh his, his his gear was shocking. But he knew his gear was shocking. Huh. Uh, and I think one of the one of the captains at one of the teams put his gear on and came out and trained in it. 
you know, out like doing yeah. the warm up and sliding and going through puddles and all that. But it it does go a little bit further than that, and it does get a little bit heated sometimes. But some of the yeah, because isn't there a payoff to that story of what he did in Revenge? Oh yeah, well I think uh, in Revenge, I think the 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 Range Rover got taken to the middle of the, the training pitch <laughs> and covered in flour, <laughs> so you can't even wash it off because it turns all. I think I had to pay for a proper valet and things. But yeah, some of the stuff yeah. like sitting in the physio room, the door opens and someone just urinates. You don't even see who it is through the door. You just see you're sitting in there. The door, someone, and the fine, the fine at this club was like three hundred and seventy-five pounds in the physio room. Soon as soon as he's finished, the hand just comes in with the money. Slams it in the room. Don't you know who it is? Uh, <laughs> well, you know who it is because there's only one person in the group yeah, that would got that, that money, kind yeah. of banter. <laughs> but oh, it's just some of the things you, you wouldn't believe it, Mikey. Yeah. Were you the prankster? No, 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 no. I, I can't. I, I think it was we had a, a lad called Digger Barnes. Uh, who played uh, right back for us? Come from Aldershot, and uh, he was he was the funniest, one of the funniest people I've, I've ever known. And uh, we was having a rollick in the one time against um, Swansea, and was two 0 down. And, um, and uh, Digger's there, like the gaffer's trying to tell us off to say do this and do that, do that. He's always said like this. He looks like that. Ah. He's got black tape on his teeth. And we all go, <laughs> <laughs> and the gaffer looks at him. He gets a cup and throws it, throws it above his head, smash it. He says, "You better go out there and uh, get me a result." We're going, well, we've got the draw at the end. We've got the draw at the end. Come out to I think it was two all at the end. Yeah. And Digger's egg. I go, oh, no. Round the bend, mate. Round the bend. Steve Sedgley has a reputation as well, didn't he? He's crude, though. He's horrible. He's horrible. He just thinks you, toilet you things. You always get one, yeah. Oh, I've t- seen that one. I've seen that one. With <laughs> what, pulling the, the toilet paper out yeah. from the toilet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> walking through a dressing room. Come on, come on. You're thinking, what is going on? He was disgusting. <laughs> he used to go on the toilet and just leave it there. Oh. He wouldn't even push the toilet. And you're going, oh, Sedgley's been in here again, I need <laughs> He was. But that's just normal banter, right? Yeah. Normal banter. Normal, normal stuff. Right. Um, we're going to get into our rundown. Uh, this is where slightly quick fire. Okay. So get yourself ready, prepared. Um, who was the best player you played with at Wolves? At Wolves. Oh, my word, at Wolves. Uh, can I have two? Uh, okay. Uh, Muchy's got to be the one because I had a good uh, relationship with a good partnership with him. And the other one who set quite a few of my balls was Paul Cook. Cookie, yeah, uh, was cookie, cookie's absolutely. He could swivel on a, on a sixpence over the top. There you go, bang. Jump Made down. his job easy. Uh, but my best partner was Tomo, yeah. Rumi. Rumi was Tomo. Tomo. Brilliant. Uh, the worst trainer at the club. Worst trainer. Uh, you, I don't know whether you know him. His name was Paul Blades. Yeah, he's yeah. played centre half here, blonde hair. He was always last, always last at the back, always running like this and saying, "No, no, no." If I, if anybody got behind him in training. You'd have a right tighter off the gaffer, right tighter and say, he's, he's shocking, you're even shocking, you're even worse. So, Bladesy, loud Bladesy, yeah. Who was the biggest moaner? Biggest moaner? Oh, crikey. Please oh, say Tomo, please say Tomo. Please it's, say Tomo. It's, it's, no, Tomo didn't moan, no, Tomo didn't moan, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's got it's to be Cookie or Muchy. They used to moan for fun. <laughs> Liverpoolians, Liverpoolians yeah. together. Yeah. Mate, it's absolutely scandalous. I'd say, I'd say Cookie, I would. Uh, who was your best friend at Wolves? Best friend uh, from 1986 to about 1992, all of them, all of them. I had, we had a great team spirit, a great uh, bond. We had everything. But uh, as I say, Tomo has been my best mate for donkey's years since coming from the Albion yeah. to Wolves and still one of my very best friends there. So it's, it's Tomo. Yeah. yeah. Um, who had the best and who had the worst dress sense? Oh my word! I, I, I would say I'll be in, I'll be in the worst bracket. Uh, I used to get most of my clothes from Bilston Market. <laughs> 
dodgy as dodgy as <laughs> I think the was <laughs> I think the the the, the one who was um, who was uh, prim and proper who thought he was the, the dogs was a lad called Shane Wesley. Uh, he played centre half from London, uh, and he used to come in with all the dapper gear on, proper smart, sh- smart as everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you've already answered. Who was the funniest player that you played with? Funniest player, funniest player. Like I say, sort of muchy eight and muchy, muchy round the bend. You know what I mean? But uh, we was all there. Digger Barnes was the Digger Barnes was the Joker. Yeah, he was the Joker. Muchy would bounce off Cookie, and that'd be funny as well together. Yeah, you know what I mean, and me and Tom out together. We, you know, we had our little clicks and whatever. But so like you say, Digger Barnes was the was the worst culprit of a lot of us. Yeah, doing <laughs> deep heat and stuff like that, and cutting socks off and stuff like this, ends of socks off and things like that. Who was the best manager that you worked for? Best manager, yes, it's got to be Graham Turner. It's got to be Graham Turner. I think he was a great man manager. He knew how to, you know, pat you on the back. He knew how to kick you at the backside. You know, you know, to put you in cotton wool, whatever. Uh, but uh, I have got a, a lot of respect for Graham Taylor as well. Graham Taylor, who started the academy here, he was a great manager as well. And uh, I think uh, if that had given him one more year, I think he'd have, he'd have eventually got us up. Right. Good luck with this one. Best goal you scored out of the 306? Best goal? I think it was against, uh, let me think, was it Berry or Bolton here, left foot, top corner? Uh, I love the way you look at me as if I'm going to go. <laughs> You're Mr. Stato. Oh, yeah. You're Mr. Stato. Bolton. Oh, yeah. The lads are saying Bolton. It's Bol- is it Bolton? Bolton. The, bo- the ball came up to Muchi, he flicked it on. I, I did that schoolboy error by bringing it down with your right foot. Usually bring with your left foot and hit it with your right. Now, I brought it down, I just went, just hit it. And I just hit it, went boom, it flew like a rocket going up in top corner, went down, went boom, there you go, there you go, on gaffer, left foot, <laughs> yeah, left, left foot. Yes. <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> what was the best game you were involved in? Best game? Oh, my word. Oh, da, 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 da. Best game? Oh, my word. <laughs> Worst game was Bolton, you know that. Uh, best game, I think, uh, well, what, what we touched on early on about not scoring but playing it was a Sherpa van. Wolves, uh, I thought that put us back on the map uh, because in 1986, two years earlier, there was only 1,000 some odd fans in the ground, and then also you had 60,000 Wolves fans at Wembley. And you're going, This is Wolves, this is this is it's a great game. I was disappointed I didn't score, but it was, it was brilliant to just go out there and think, Yeah, I enjoy that game. Yeah, right. This one as well, again, you've touched on it. I want an answer. It can be <laughs> even, even like you say, having the stand named after you as well. But what is your proudest moment? Proudest moment, uh, what can I say? Uh, oh my word, you, you got the NBA meeting the Queen, yeah. uh, I got the stand, Freedom of the City. Uh, what else have we got? Anything else? <laughs> it's quite a few records. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I, I don't know. I think uh, one of the proudest moments was uh, probably getting the NBA off the Queen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because you don't know who you're going to receive it off on the day and whatever, and then you get a little lady there and you're sitting there thinking, like, you're shaking like this, you're going. It's, it's honestly it's meeting the Queen is like going back at two o'clock in the morning at your train, your missus waiting on the door. It's like so you're the going, yeah. you're like that. You've been there, don't worry. So I, I thought that's one of my proudest moments, uh, meeting the Queen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just before we're done, you were mentioning Graham Taylor talking about managers. And one thing we forgot to ask you about, uh, which came up at a big time in Don's episode. The FA Cup semi-final. Yep. Villa Park. Yep. Arsenal. You're on the bench. Yes. Mark McGee. Yes. Mark McGee, Mark McGee, Mark McGee. Because Lewis knows Mark McGee and he likes Mark McGee. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's you're one of few. Yeah. You're one of few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
No, I can't say that because he, 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 was, he was a good manager in my day. He peed a few players off uh, when I played in, in the time for no reason at all. Yeah. So what, what happened with that? So what, with that, how um, did you take that? How did you take that news? Because well, it was expected that you're going to go. Out there yeah, and play and... yeah. Well, they got they got Steve Bold and Tony Adams at the back, and I thought I got me and Keeney. Me and Keeney. I mean, I just come back from injury, and uh, we pull up outside of the park. They're banging on the wind now. Are you playing? Are you playing? I'm going. No, they're going. Why? Why, why, why ain't playing? I went, to take my choice. It's the yeah. gaffer's choice. I mean, I was gutted. I was so gutted, it was unbelievable, because I thought, me and Keeney can get at these two. Yeah. You know, I think they had uh, Don, Robbie Slater, and uh, Steve Clowage, who yeah. played 19 times, never scored a goal. I'm going, get us on there. He gave us about the last 20 minutes, I think it was, and uh, yeah, I mean, we couldn't do much damage. That, doing that yeah. Lost it 1-0, and I think uh, a lot of the fans blame him for that. He's, mm-hmm. he, but for, keep me up, but, but he's the manager. It's his job. It's his job, you know. If you don't think I'm fully fit, you ain't gonna play it. You know, it's one of them. So, but uh, it was disappointing, you know, because it could have could have had a good go at that, and uh, it was a it was a it was a good time. But uh, we lost, as you say, one 0 on the day. You Do you know who scored the goal? Who scored it? Christopher Ray. That's it. Oh, you got it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark McGee. And Thank on, you, mate. Thanks. And on that disappointing <laughs> moment. <laughs> For Stephen George Ball. Um, thank you very much. No, Any time at all, thank you. Thanks. And Thanks, finally, yeah. getting you on the Old Gold Club. Any time at all, any time. Thanks for listening to the Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts. Wolves TV, the home of live uninterrupted radio commentary of every single Wolves game. But that's not all. Wolves TV also brings you extended and alternative match highlights, interviews with the team, behind-the-scenes features and training coverage, plus see every goal Wolves score from every angle. Jota on the volley arm and a goal! That is simply stunning! So check out Wolves TV online at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app.